Welcome to the Surviving Second Gen Podcast, where we candidly discuss the mental health impacts of being a second generation immigrant in America. I'm your host, Jennifer Ippolit, a Haitian American child of two immigrant parents, as well as a licensed mental health counselor. My hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling heard, understood, and empowered to apply tangible takeaways that can help you navigate all the things that come with being second gen. All right, welcome to another episode of the Surviving Second Gen Podcast. I am your host, as always. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about self-care. And I just was thinking about this because I suffer from being able to self-care really bad. Like, it's a problem for me. And I realize it because, I mean, I tell my clients all the time, like I give them the tools to self-care. I talk about what that means, what that looks like for them. But I realize I struggle with it. I struggle with it really bad. Um, And I think it shows up more now that I am, you know, an adult, um, you know, working on my own. I don't have anybody telling me what to do. Like I decide what I do with my day and with my time, especially now more so because I am um, a business owner, you know, um, I have my own practice. So my hours and time is very much set up in the way that I want it to be set up. But with that being said, I don't think I have a good, um, I'm not good at I haven't been good at setting it up. I'm working on it. That's why I'm, I'm like picking my words wisely because I, um, I'm getting better at it, but I feel like I'm not as good at it as I should be. I should be better at self-care than I am right now. So, um, yeah, but taking it back, taking it back, taking it all the way back. Um, I feel like it's hard for um, second generation immigrants to understand the concept of self-care fully. I mean, in general, self-care is a new-ish, uh, uh, terminology that's come out. Like it's been out here very, um, it's been out here a lot recently, especially with, um, uh, the pandemic the past couple years. I feel like people have realized the importance of self-care, um, but the concept of self-care, I think it's hard for certain populations to practice it um, and practice what it, re- what it truly means. And I think about for myself as a second generation immigrant and what was modeled to me in terms of taking care of yourself, I didn't see any of that. <laughs> like, I never saw um, my parents taking care of themselves, if that makes sense. Um, they worked really hard, both of my parents. My mom worked really, really hard. 
in the household and outside of the household. Like there were times in my childhood, childhood where my mom worked two jobs in addition to my dad working. But then when my mom came home, there was nothing that she was not doing. It's not like she worked and then came home and chilled. Like she was on the go from the time the sun rose to the time that it's sunset till after sunset. Like my mom was always doing something. Um, And I say my mom specifically because she took care of us like all around. Like I said, she worked, but she also did stuff for us personally. So from as young as I can, you know, imagine she... And and I remember her bringing this up to me because I didn't even know at the time, like when I was really, really young, we lived in Brooklyn, but she wanted me to go to a school that was better than where we lived. Because um, when we lived in Brooklyn, we didn't live in the best part of Brooklyn. Um, we actually lived on um, off of Flatbush, uh, Clarkson to be exact. Um, so it wasn't a great area. So she wanted me to go to school in Queens. So she like went out of her way would make a commute to Queens to get me to school and then go to work so from there picking me up from school in Queens to you know go back to Brooklyn you know after she gets off of work and then do all the things so my mom was very much a mom that had to work but also very traditional in the sense that when she got home she cooked clean uh, took care of us, make sure we was doing what we were supposed to do. And she did that until we went to bed. Um, so I did not see my mom rest, even on the weekends. Like, uh, especially I think in Haitian households specifically, we always have that cleaning day. So it was like Saturday mornings, there was no sleeping in. So you know how normal kids, <laughs> I'll say normal, but just, you know, like... American kids or kids who were not like from the Caribbean or somewhere else, you know, they got to stay in and watch cartoons on Saturday mornings. That was not my life. I was not allowed to sleep in. And I liked my sleep till this day. My mom will tease me about that because I just do. I always have. Um, but I could not sleep past a certain certain time. If I did, <laughs> I was called lazy and I had to get up and clean, uh, especially being a girl. My mom would even say um, say this to me. Um, what, what is what is it that they say in Creole? Um, it's tifi tifi pa domita na cabano, or they basically they don't uh, women don't sleep in late. Um, so that was like something she said to me all the time. Like you are a girl, you cannot sleep in. You need to wake up and clean the house. So we had our cleaning duties that we had to do every Saturday. And then it probably, we didn't really get to chill per se until we went to like church youth group on Saturday afternoons, which is not chilling. <laughs> like I'm at church in public, you know, I have to be on, you know, you have to do stuff. So it wasn't chilling until you went back to bed because Saturday we were cleaning literally all day. And then there would be church youth group, which we were there for hours, and then we would come home and get ready for sleep. Next day, Sunday, we were at church, and we were literally at church all day because that's just um, Haitian churches for you, 
Caribbean churches in general, um, some black churches in general, they are just long. So it wasn't just church in the morning. Like we literally got up early enough to go to Sunday school, which was like at 9 a.m. Sunday school, then regular service, which was hours long, up to three hours, then after church stuff. And then there was Sunday night service. We were literally at church all day. So there there was no time, even as a child, for me to rest. And I think about that now. Like, I, I did not rest during the school week. You know, you went to school. And then after that, I had schoolwork or I had to clean my room or I had to clean something in the house. Like, it, we rarely got time to just sit down and watch TV. Rarely. Like... My parents low-key hated TV, too. Like, they did not like me watching TV. Um, so, yeah, we, we rarely had time to rest. And my parents did not model it to me. Um, my dad worked extremely hard, like, always worked long hours. I've never remembered my dad not working long hours because he's done the same job since forever, and it's always been long hours. So, I was not modeled self-care and now I realize as an adult I struggle to rest like I struggle with it every time I'm not doing something like just I have to always be doing something when I'm not it's like I, I hear my mom's voice in my head telling me like stop being lazy stop being lazy stop being lazy even if I've done everything that I was supposed to do me sitting down and not doing anything, I, I feel antsy. Like, I'm antsy because I'm like, I should be doing something right now. There's something that needs to be done. Like, I don't know what it is, but it needs to be done. There's something that needs to be cleaned. Because I grew up with a mom that was Mrs. Clean. I still joke about that with her right now. Like, my mom is Mrs. Clean. Like, my mom's house is is and was always spotless like she would always make the comment like um basically judging people who didn't have whose house wasn't clean all the time she was like there's no reason why people have to like get themselves together or their houses together when somebody said they're coming to visit at the last minute I have my house ready for even if I get a last minute guest I'll be ready I don't have to like get things together or clean up real quick and it was facts like you could pop up on my mom at any time of day right now till this day. The house is going to be spotless because that's just, and that's how she was raised. She, she, you know, she had a mom that was very clean as well. So, um, yeah, I just grew up with a mom who was very, very tidy. So with that, she wanted me to be tidy. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, oh, you could be however you want. No, <laughs> like whatever she did that's how she wanted me to keep up that same standard in the space the shared space and my own like room that I had um and and my dad wasn't untidy like he's also tidy not to like the extent of my mom but basically he also like followed in her footsteps and like she basically led led the 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 way of how the house should look for sure so with that even now like as an adult with like if there's a mess in my house I feel uneasy 
not to say that I always clean it because sometimes I'm just like I don't feel like it but like I feel antsy um if my house is not like my space is just not clean because I just I've always been used to that um so yeah there's so much in 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 me being able to care for myself and and really make sure that I'm not always doing something like I can just rest and I really have to push myself to undo the idea that if you're not doing a lot, if you're not doing more than enough, if you're not doing all of these things all the time, that you're lazy. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I don't really know where that um, idea comes from with um, immigrants because I think that's like a a thing in general like I think most people when they think of immigrants they're like yeah immigrants work hard <laughs> like we are not lazy like they are hard-working individuals so it's not just like um Haitians per se like really any uh ethnic minority group that I can think of they're just hard workers um and I mean I'm sure some of it is just like being in a space that's not yours per se like being in in another country and feeling like you have to prove something but I mean I don't know like my mom has always been who she was it wasn't like because she came to America she became this like super hard worker she just has always been you know like my parents have always been so I think that just comes from um ethnic backgrounds outside of the states um them just having a different work ethic um and and this is not to say like one uh way of working or thinking is better than the other like that's not where I'm coming from, but I think naturally that um, that just seems to be uh, what is for people who come from immigrant backgrounds. So I think that's good um, in a lot of ways because we have this drive, this um, within us that that like really just pushes always like again, always doing something, always have um, working on the next thing and always have the the next step of what what's going to happen and you know what needs to get done which really makes you you know a go-getter um and I feel like I've always been a go-getter just like naturally just um in my mind just always uh pushing to do the next thing um so yeah I think part of that comes from you know my immigrant background and part of that comes from the kind of parents that I had and what was modeled to me um but at the same time to keep going and keep pushing forward and to keep pushing out um good and to keep pushing out valuable things you need to rest you can't be on go mode all the time like our bodies, our mind are not meant to be on go mode all the time <laughs> because when you are on go mode, it does elevate your stress levels. So, you know, there are periods of time in life where you'll be more stressed out than other periods of time and that's normal, you know, but to be 
on stress, like have stress levels consistently all the time. That's not good for our bodies. Um, you know, elevated stress does impact your health. Um, so if you're chronically stressed out, you're probably going to chronically deal with certain illnesses. Um, you're more susceptible to get sick than somebody who has a, a, a good variety of, you know, doing things, but also resting. Um, even for your mental, you know, when you're on, on the go all the time and you're stressed out and your mind is always going, that can create some anxiety. Um, for some people, higher anxiety levels than others. So it's not good for us to be this way. So that's why for me, I feel like I do want to um, make it clear that self-care is important. I recently um, heard a definition or read a definition of self-care. Um, and it said, self-care means that I am responsible for myself and I will honor that. And I think that's so good. Like, I feel like that's that's a really good definition of self-care. Because it's not about, I think a lot of times when we think of self-care, it's like, oh, I'm taking a bubble bath or, you know, I'm eating some ice cream on the couch, which is cool. Like some people do self-care that way, but literally knowing that you are the only person that can take care of you and you're going to make sure that happens, you're honoring that duty to do so, that is true self-care. Because that is more intentional. It has more value to it than doing these tasks or things that look like they're like these extra tidbits that you're doing or um, something that brings luxury or um, I don't know, just puts a little razzle dazzle on things. But if you just are thinking about it, like, how do I make sure that? I am honoring myself by making sure that who I am mentally, physically, spiritually is well. Um, I think that's when you truly get to self-care and the true definition of it. So I'm getting out of doing self-care just to uh, put a task on the the list of things that you know um are commercialized as self-care because there was a point where I used to um try to like take a bubble bath every week and it's cool but I'm not I realized that that wasn't like it wasn't doing that much for me like it's cool but it's not like oh I feel so great because I took this bubble bath like you know, I can go without it. I realize I, I can go without that. Um, but I'm realizing that I want to do stuff for me. Um, again, that makes sure that I'm taking responsibility of myself, my mind and my body. So self-care for me nowadays looks like having a calendar. So I got a calendar because I felt like all my days were running together. Um especially, like I said, with, with private practice, you create your own hours. 
Um, but there's always something to be done. This is It's not a set like nine to five where you just clock out or turn off your computer. Because when I had a nine to five, oh, I most certainly never checked my emails off the clock. That was not something I did. I I was good at that. I was like, yeah, no, nobody's gonna make me do that. I did not work after hours. That was like rare that I would like after five o'clock, I would be still be doing something. If I was in the middle of an email, maybe I would finish that email, send it off. But I was not like doing anything before nine o'clock or after five o'clock because it was set for me. So I realized that structure really helped me to turn my mind off and go into relax mode. But now that I don't have a set schedule, my schedule is all over the place. Um, it's hard for me to turn my mind off and the tasks that I need to get done to turn that off. I, I've, I've been finding myself checking my emails 24 hours a day. That's not normal. I don't need to be checking my emails 24 hours a day. Like, why? <laughs> you know, like, just like with any other job, there's a set time where you stop working. But when you are um, a business owner, it's hard to figure out when to stop working because you could do stuff all the time. There's always things that you could be doing. So, um, yeah, between like checking emails all the time or writing certain notes or doing something for a client, I was just like, man, this is just, this is just too much for me. Um, it's making me feel like my days don't stop and end. I don't know what day it is in the week. Um, and yeah, so when the new year rolled around, I, this wasn't like a resolution of any sort, but I just knew that it was important for me to learn how to rest. So that was part of my self-care is, is resting. Um, so I got a calendar basically so I can break up the time in my day and have set time where I'm doing the things that need to be done. So yes, I have a set time that I'm seeing clients. I have a set time that I'm reading my emails. I have a set time that I'm doing extra stuff that um, has to go with patient care, you know, like writing notes and things like that, consulting with other providers, things like that. And then I have a set time to rest. Like, and for me, rest means turning my mind off, not being worried about the emails, not worrying about what I got to do for the clients, turning my mind off and doing nothing. And nothing for me means literally sitting on my couch, turning on my TV and watching a Netflix show or watching an episode of a snap. Like, that is doing nothing. And sometimes that nothing means turning my phone on Do Not Disturb so I can do those things and not be interrupted. Um, I mean, sometimes that nothing looks like um, just sitting and eating some ice cream. Sometimes that looks like getting some Uber Eats so I don't have to <laughs> drive anywhere or cook anything. Um, so yeah, I'm finding what actually means taking care of myself. And for me, that's rest. And that, that means turning my mind off to actually make sure that 
I can regroup because when I don't rest, I don't feel good. I, I, I just know that I don't feel good. I'm not as good as I can't be, can be for my clients. Um, my brain's more foggy. I feel more lethargic. Um, I don't feel productive. So yeah, it, it's just not, I'm not uh, showing my best self when I have not rested. So yeah, I think that is important for um, second generation immigrants to realize what self-care looks like for them because a lot of times it wasn't modeled to us. So we got to create the models for ourselves and our children if we have any because ultimately like your children are watching you. <laughs> you know, your children are realizing this is what mommy does. This is what daddy does. This is what is is normal. So, you know, like it's not like my I mean, there was messaging that was spoken from my parents about you know, work and work ethic. But most most of it was the modeling that I saw. Like, you know, my mom didn't have to tell me, hey, I work two jobs. I saw her like hustling from one place to another, to another, to doing this, to doing that, to doing like I saw that and I that was that was normalized to me. Like that's what you did. Um but of course my mom was doing that and my dad was doing that to uh create an opportunity for me to not have to work as hard and um thank the lord you know that's the space i'm at now um but yeah it's 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 they were doing that for me to not work as hard so in honoring that i shouldn't work as hard as my parents did right like because they set the stage for me and worked extra hard for me to have the opportunity to not work as hard, I should honor that by taking time to rest, by taking time to do the things that um, really bring me joy, authentic joy, without having to put in so much effort. <laughs> like, they created that space for me. So why am I, who, who am I proving anything, anything to anybody? Who am I proving, um, who am I proving anything to by busting my behind, breaking my back, doing all of this to work extra, extra hard? Like, I don't get a prize for it at the end of the day. Like nobody has given me a prize for not being lazy, for working super hard until I'm like tired and can't think. Like I haven't gotten anything for doing that in my life. So with that, <laughs> I'm gonna rest when I need to. I'm gonna do so. Like, and what? You know what I mean? And I'm realizing that I it's okay to have that time that I set for myself to do it. So if that means literally not picking up phone calls for, you know, two hours on the weekends, I'm going to do that. Because mentally, especially mentally, what I do is mentally draining. 
And sometimes I just need that off switch. That's why for me, rest literally looks like just laying on the couch. Um, Like self-care for me doesn't mean that I have to like be out and about doing something. Because even that, it takes a lot of mental space. Um, So I'm creating habits that that make me feel just um like I have a like a rejuvenation from it um lately buying flowers has been something well ever since I've gotten well no yeah I I would say over the past couple of years um but I'll say maybe like over the past year and a half Flowers have been something that I like to buy for myself and just look at them for the week and have the fresh flowers. And that's a form of self-care for me. Um, I didn't really care for flowers for a long time. Like I didn't really care if somebody like gave me flowers, but I realized that I'm like gaining a love for them for by just buying them for myself and having them in my space to uplift my space. Same thing with plants. Um, I wasn't a plant person, even though my mom is quite a plant person. She has a really good green thumb. But um, I have now, you know, become a plant mom who likes to water her plants. That, for me, you know, brings me a sense of uh, rejuvenation and, like, taking care of something that I'm you know responsible for so yeah those are the things for me that really make me feel like I'm taking care of myself and my space and I'm really honoring that so I push you to do the same for yourself figure out what it is that really makes you feel like you are being taken care of and you're honoring the duty that you have to take care of yourself I hope you do that today. So if nothing else, I thank you all for joining me for this episode. Let me know how you take care of yourself, okay? Go ahead and go to the YouTube page. Go to the Surviving Second Gen YouTube page and comment in the comment section. How do you take care of yourself? How do you honor that duty of self-care? So if nothing else, I will see you all at the next episode. Bye. If you found today's episode valuable or this podcast as a whole, I invite you to leave a five-star review and also leave a comment letting others know what you gain from this episode. This allows for our podcast to gain more visibility and for it to reach the people that want to hear this information. Also, we invite you to engage in the comments on the YouTube page, Surviving Second Gen Podcast, so we can continue this rich conversation that we're having today.